0: What's up, Jason? What's going on, Tyler? Oh, you know, just going to do a podcast about a movie. You want to do it with me? Uh, you know, I've got some time. All right, let's do what? it. Okay. Uh, today, taxi driver, happy 9-11. <laughs> Is that really the way you want to open this? All right. <laughs> well, it comes out on 9-11, so I was just saying. Obviously, all respect to that stuff. Sure. Just, you know. I can't make it funny. No. I can make it funny. No funnies?
1: Unless it's about steel beams.
0: You're right, it was definitely uh, not an inside job. No. I mean, this is better than what we were going to do. I was thinking, like, we do a conspiracy doc. Yeah. 9 so. Yeah, no, I'd
1: say this is maybe the safer option. A little, yeah, a little more mild. A little, a little more less uh, isolating ourselves into yeah, yeah. The, the crazy niche of people who...
0: It's still about New York. Yeah. But we're not,
1: you know, shitting on a national tragedy. Yeah. I generally try to avoid those on, like, recorded documents, but it's more so in my free time. I really like to let loose.
0: Yeah. That's fair. There's a taxi driver. This is from 1976. It's a good year for me. Did you? Yeah. Um, how did you? How did you enjoy the movie? So this this was coming into my first watch.
1: I had never seen it before. Didn't really have much context of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, now that I've been kind of doing this with you, I kind of like am nitpicking and noticing things throughout movies. So there's a lot of pausing and writing notes down as I kind of went through this uh, to see if they kind of mattered later on. Um, definitely kind of like a slow build, but like. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of warning signs for, like, his character and and kind of uh, foreshadowing for how things were going to turn out. I think uh, being a little bit more cautious and looking out for those kinds of things worked out pretty well for me, because I think I maybe got to enjoy it as a pretty complete thing on a first watch, rather than having to go
0: back and rewatch it a couple of times, so. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched this, I think, in 2020, when I had nothing to do, and I went like, what the fuck is it <laughs> you know just one of those I, you know you know I always heard about taxi driver I was like all right what's going on here and just when it's slow and you're going what for you know almost two hours and I was like I don't know and then just kind of slowly like simmered in my head over the next like year it's like I think about it every here and there And then I was like, you know, let's give it another watch. I watched it the second time, I love it. And every time I watch it, I like it a little more, for whatever reason. Yeah. So.
1: Multiple watches you probably get to pick up on, maybe a little bit more of the minor stuff, because you've already committed some things to memory, so. Yeah. You're like, oh, I didn't notice that. You know, this was like this, or.
0: Yeah. Well, and another thing I notice is sometimes I go into something thinking it's, supposed to be like this, right? So, I, I, you know, I guess everything with De Niro, I'm always like, oh, well, it's like some kind of mob thing or... Yeah. Some, I don't know. So I don't, I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't just a story about a dude who's quiet. it's has been a weird. <laughs> so I think that's what fucked me up on the first watch.
1: Yeah, you just had a different expectation or trying to fit it into a different kind of box. Yeah,
0: once you know what it is and you watch it, then it's... It's a fun time. It's yeah. a good
1: time. Maybe that helped me out. I kind of went in with just taking it as it was
0: then. and Yeah. So, all right, so my first question, is, so what is, does this movie have a point? If Ab- so, what is the point?
1: Absolutely has a point. Okay. So this, this was something we had brought up before, and uh, that after doing some research, I felt like this kind of hit kind of, uh, like, my ending feelings on it once I had watched the movie. of the, um, But, uh, so on uh, IMDb. Um, it said on the original television version of the film, um, it had a disclaimer on it just before the closing credits, and I think it was just black screen, white text, and said, um, to our television audience, in the aftermath of violence, the distinction between hero and villain is sometimes a matter of interpretation or misinterpretation of facts. Taxi Driver suggests that tragic errors can be made. Um... So, I mean, as, as far as the point, I think it's that, you know, people can kind of go down these paths, make these, you know, horrible errors on top of errors that kind of compound into them doing drastic actions, but depending on who's there to actually, like, witness, you know, either the, the action or witness the aftermath of the action, it's kind of just on that onlooker to determine if it was a good or bad thing, you know, it's always just kind of up to the, the witnesses and the survivors to... Uh, you know, kind of narrate history.
0: Um, yeah, I I find it interesting that they took that away. Like I, I mean, from this net, why why would they take that off of the Netflix version? I, I find that yeah, it's big. It's a big piece.
1: I think so, and I mean, maybe it was just as a way to like less guide the viewer, so like they can come to that conclusion that like oh, like the the point was to still be left at the end, be like, well, he wasn't really. Like doing a great thing. He wasn't really a hero in this situation. He kind of went off the deep end and just the aftermath now is looking like not bad for him. So I I think it was just less trying to guide the viewers but then whatever once they went to like the the tv version of it they were trying to guide it. But I, I I thought that was a really powerful thing to have like especially just right there at the the closing credits. Um, I, I think that would have wrapped it up nicely so I, I feel a little uh, a little robbed they just said that, that yeah. wasn't part of my initial experience and I didn't see that until after I started doing some research
0: yeah and that, that is um, yeah because it does look like yeah there's a the thing in the paper and uh, in, in some lore that I was reading which you know can get out of hand when you start yeah. re- reading lore but someone said that that whole after scene is just Travis in a dream state before he dies. And when he, you know, looks in the mirror and things are like, you know, weird in the end. Yeah. That is that, like, oh no, he's dead. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Which is an interesting thought. I don't think it's what, I, I mean, I'm taking it for what it is. Something know.
1: definitely like, seemed off with that scene, because, um, you know, he kind of, flicks the the mirror or whatever we kind of see his face and it almost looks like kind of in like this weird panic and then there's like this weird musical cue that goes along with it too yeah so it's like it makes me think like like something has to be like off or weird in it i don't know if it was just trying to show that like you know maybe it's just the the potential that like all that stuff is still in him he could still take those actions again against sure. other people kind of thing so like it, it seemed like it was wrapping this up you like oh you know I'm recovered now we're doing all right just driving taxis still kind of life back to normal and and maybe it was just kind of like a glimpse at like a you know that it's still there it's still in him yeah and still uh capable you know it, it's a rear view mirror so maybe it's like the rear view mirror of his past you know he still has that that potential energy yeah how do you like that <laughs>
0: profound
1: profound
0: <laughs> uh yeah I don't, well, I think, it, yeah, no, I like that. I, I, I won't explain <laughs> it. That's good. You're good. We, yeah, we milked that one dry. <laughs> no, that one's good. If I add anything, it'll just be redundant, so. Um, all right, so. The, so my next question is, is, uh, all right, so so we, we are saying that there was a point. I, it, I'd it, say. We're saying that yeah. it, that was the message on that. I mean, because if that's the filmmaker that put it there, then yeah, pretty obviously then that's the message. <laughs> um, a couple other alternate ones that I did take from it, just watching the Netflix version, not having that piece of information, was uh, just or was it a take-care-of-veterans sort of thing. Yeah, Because, I mean, I think even now, you know, veterans are kind of ill-cared-for. And, you know, this guy is probably coming back with some sort of PTSD something you know we never really go into it yeah
1: but probably all that took place was they got him a prescription for some some meds or something and told him good luck right you know not not much aftercare not much like check-ins or anything just uh yeah have fun
0: uh I said it could maybe be oh where'd it go Uh, I got too many things in the margins (laughs) we'll just we'll just go on um (laughs) Oh, just like a mental health thing in general. Yeah. Uh, I think one interview that I saw with Scorsese, he didn't really take a lot of ownership. Not like in like a, I just directed it, I don't know. (laughs) Right. Not like in a, like, get me as far away from that as possible thing. It wasn't that. It was just like a, uh, he didn't take a lot of ownership over the story. He was just like, oh, well, fuck. I don't have the guy's name written down. I had it memorized for a minute and now it's gone. But who was the guy's name that wrote the story he said, oh, and he wrote a wonderful script, and, you know, I just, you know, I brought it all together. Um, But he, it was said to be kind of like a a snapshot of the times, and New York was kind of a rough rough area in that point. And so, I don't know. Anyway. So the question, so is is it just simply, I said, is it just simply a story? we're just observing this guy. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Because what are movies other than just, sometimes it's just them. Oh, we're just telling the story.
1: But, yeah. And a scary thought would be is how many, like, instances of this story probably yeah. took place throughout that time period. You yeah. know, like, how many other people were, you know, kind of down and out, having a rough go of it, you know, maybe struggling with mental health, PTSD, anything like that. Yeah. And then they take this extreme action and, uh, you know that that could be where we we kind of come back to the you know the the, the purpose or that that quote there at the end uh, you know whether or not it's a good action a bad action what the repercussions of that was because yeah. I'm sure it uh you know again just depending on who was there to witness and tell that story you know probably right. a lot of good things being seen as bad and a lot of bad things like I would say here being seen as good so right
0: so. Next question, basically, is Travis is Travis Bickle a good person?
1: No. <laughs> no.
0: I, I would say hard
1: no. Okay. But not that it's so much of his fault that he's not a good person.
0: Okay, so he's not a good person, but is he a bad person? Is he a bad person, or are there just a couple screws loose, and you know things rattle around? Sometimes screws fall out. Yeah. And, you know, some bad shit happens because i i don't know I, you see glimpses where there's good intention in him yeah where right, the whole beginning of the movie looks very bright for him where he's so in and like in, in most of, like that intro
1: it's still fine but like what i had uh like as, as part of the intro this was after he had just applied to the cab job and he's going into a little bit of his uh like one of his earlier monologues He's, uh, you know, talking about, um, you know, the animals come out at night and a real rain will wash them all off the streets. And, I mean, this was early on. So, like, some yes. of that was still instilled at him as far as, like, the having negative thoughts either towards, uh you know, people of, like, lower class or just troublemakers in general, people yeah. who cause issues, stuff like that. So, I, I mean, as that, I still have to say there's at least a little bit of bad in him because, I mean, that's that's an awful way to just view the people around you. And it, it kind of already shows, that, like, an intent or a wanting, like, some retribution or some justice to be done. Yeah. Kind of blindly, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I think that it could be taken as he's... Uh, Travis obviously isn't the brightest guy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he has this whole interaction with Betsy where, you know, he, he likes this girl and he's been kind of watching her creepily you know which it is cool in and you the do 70s that. Yeah. yeah you could blatantly just follow women in the 70s it's fine and you know he convinces her to go out and i almost feel like he might have had that chance with her if he doesn't take her to the porno theater yeah because maybe i'm misinterpreting but i feel like she was giving off like "Oh, I'm, like interested in this guy when they're out yeah you know, at the diner having pie and coffee. Uh, by the way, apple pie with a piece of yellow melted cheese on top. Not sure. Listen, Is the, that a thing the 70s were do? a
1: wild time, I guess. I don't know. Is that
0: a thing people do? I've never heard of it. but. Yeah. Um, anywho, so he has that whole interaction with Betsy, and, you know, after things go wrong with Betsy is when things really start taking that turn. He has the conversation with the Wiz. Yeah. And... I don't know. just talk about what the Wiz said now. (laughs) The Wiz sucks. He is (laughs) one of the worst,
1: worst friends I've ever seen. Basically, it comes to, um, uh, like, this is when Travis is coming to him, but, like, being down and, like, wanting to, like, do something bad. Like, he's, he's, like, basically telling him he's on the edge or whatever. Yeah. And Wiz is pretty much just saying, do whatever you want, we're all fucked anyways. And it's like like no that should never be advice you give to anybody. Yeah. It's like more or
0: less true. Yeah, but like that's just but it's not that productive. When your dude's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing some bad things. You don't know what the bad things are, so yeah. maybe try to steer you know, steer, steer him away. Away from that. <laughs> no, he didn't stay at a chance. And you know, then he's walking away and he goes, uh he goes You're alright? You're alright <laughs> It's, it's like just stuff.
1: like the most minor amount of concern <laughs> and he was like, ah, I don't care. Sorry, right. you're fine. <laughs> I don't worry
0: about it. But that you know, so that's his turn. You know, when things start getting weird and he starts buying guns and yep. you know, talking to secret service agents like he wants to be a secret service agent. And there was part of me that kind of goes, was he, when, when he writes home and he says he's a Secret Service agent, he's, yeah. you know, is, is he just, I mean, because obviously it's a lie what he's saying, so when I say, is he lying, it's like, well, yeah, stupid. Like, that's not what I mean, though. Like, is he consciously lying or is he that Or is he under the delusion, yeah. That, you know, because when he's just sitting there with sunglasses on watching you know, the rally, Mhm. you know, and they tell him to move the cab. Like, does he think that he's, like, you know, keeping an eye on things? Yeah. You know?
1: I do think it was interesting in that particular scene, because the way it was framed where he could see him, um, we couldn't see, uh, Palestine? Palentine. Palentine's, uh, Palestine. <laughs> we couldn't see Palentine's face. So we. I think we just saw, like, from the neck down while he was giving his speech, what I thought was interesting. Yeah. Because... If we can <laughs> interpret that and take a big leap here, that could be, like, the, you know, faceless trouble or, like, the faceless object of some of his frustration. Yeah. And that's that's why he maybe had some of this obsession with him. Because yeah. if it weren't for that guy, then he would have never met Betsy, and then he wouldn't be in all this heartache, and...
0: Yeah. Well, that... <laughs> it's an interesting one because, yeah, it does... He points it all at that, because for whatever reason, he's like, oh, well, reason she's so... I don't know, I took it as, like, the reason she's so busy, and, you know, ignores him, and then the, the reason she's around this other guy. hmm Which you know, he just fucking despises. Do, do you think that's what it is? She despises that dude? No, I, I think oh, Travis, Travis despises, despises despise.
1: him. Okay. Yeah, he, he was not about it. I yeah. specifically made a note early on, I was like, dude is mad horny for Betsy, and dude is mad not about the guy Betsy works with.
0: <laughs> I like. I liked when Travis was like, take your hands off her! Ah! Like like, <laughs> he gets in the he's stands. And he's like a pose. He was ready. <laughs> yeah. He was ready to go. Um. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, what you said. Face yeah, the faceless just symbol of, which is interesting because he's still got the you know Palantine yeah. posters in his apartment. And like seemingly he's still,
1: he's still like promoting him, like yeah. when he's doing his taxi stuff. Because and and that that scene was kind of interesting too when he was actually doing the ride. Um, because like comparatively to what we had seen for his character so far, he wasn't like super high energy. Like he wasn't like super talkative or chatty. He was, you know, kind of, you know, just chill. Yeah. And the the way he was talking to people, but when um, Charles Pontine gets in his cab and he like recognizes him, like he's like just full of all this like crazy energy and is like, oh, like man, like you know, I I think you're the best. I think you're gonna come through and you know do all these things or whatever. And uh, we just yeah. need someone to come in and clean up all this shit or whatever. Like he just had such Flush high energy. It right down the fucking toilet. Yeah, like he was. He was getting a little aggressive there, but um Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was that was kinda of interesting. Maybe he's got some kind of like bipolar thing or something, you know, where he just Yeah. Flips over into some high energy stuff and then
0: Well when he talks to the to Palantine, it is before the second date that goes awry. Right. So he's probably I guess he's still in like that positive sense about it.
1: But that was like the only scene we had seen him like be that like be a beat. like because he was like rambling like he does that thing when you're excited and you just start like throwing up words after words after yeah. words and like that just seemed a little out of character for what we had seen up until like, this yeah, camera when, when
0: you say too much and yeah and you're like yeah I mean my yeah <laughs> <laughs> Tyler here about to say too much <laughs> <laughs> well I, I couldn't think of anything ridiculous. Just that—I mean, you can think of the, the stupid, ridiculous thing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have anything. I didn't have a line. I thought it would come if I just put myself in that corner. You know? Yeah. Come on, come up with something, and it didn't happen. Nothing. Say funny thing. Nothing. Nothing came. That's fine. Sometimes you just lose. So all that tying back to whether or not he's a good person. I feel like you saw a light when he thought the Betsy thing would work out. You know? Yeah. Talking about. You know, they're, they're walking, and talking about you know, Oh, I, w- I don't really follow music. I really would like to, though. Yeah. And, I mean, it just seems like he's got some like because you know the quote is, um, you know, all my life needed was a sense of some place to go. I don't believe that one should devote his life to morbid self attention. I believe that someone should become a person like other people. And I feel like when he's dating Betsy, he really is truly chasing that. Because, I mean, this is a dude, back to him being dumb, you know, sorry Travis, <laughs> but, you know, back to him kind of being dumb if he's in that Marine Corps and then he, you know, he learns a certain way and, you know, like troll, troublemakers, you know, not, not tolerated. Yeah. Right. So then when he sees troublemakers, I feel like there was kind of a red herring in him, him kind of staring down black people where you thought that like maybe he's racist and I think it just happened to be that, like... You know, I... Because, like, it was kind of delusion in the, Like, an illusion in the cafe that first time where he's staring at those dudes at that table. But, like you said, that other shot is just... Just white yeah. people over there. And, right, I mean, so. that
1: that could have just been the way it was framed. Yeah, like, we it pans over. We see, like, these guys just kind of, like, staring them down. I think they all even had, like, sunglasses on. So, like, yeah. it just... It looked like it was kind of like a, you know, like, I'm being watched, I'm being observed. You know, maybe some of that paranoia stuff. Yeah. Because when it kicks back to, like, another frame from being on the other side of the diner, we just see, like, a couple rando guys, and it's not even the guys... Yeah. ...that we had seen in the prior scene. And that, that could have just been the way it was framed. Those guys were further back, but... I thought that kind of added to the, uh, a bit of, like, the delusion and paranoia. Right. he just thinks he's being watched, and...
0: So, you know, I think it was just kind of something they threw out there, like, oh, maybe he's racist, like, to just kind of make the person think, but Mm -hmm. I think he just happened to be in these, like, areas where some people were just, you know, maybe being, you know, they, you know, because there was that little fight over there right before he talked to the witness oh, when he yeah. stared that one dude down the sidewalk and then, you know, something happened. So I think just all the I think he's just got this general disdain for any person that he might see on the sidewalk in New York. Yeah. You know? Cause and he's cool with um I can't remember the guy's name, the the black cab driver that's in their little yeah. posse. You know, he's cool with that dude, owed him five bucks or whatever. So I mean I don't know. I, I thought it was a red herring that he might be racist, but, you know, but it's that, because he's dumb and he just has this general, like, oh, okay, troublemakers, you know, you're out. Yeah. And, and I mean, something I could have come to is because, like, I mean, I imagine
1: being in the Marines at the time, they were still, you know, you you, you fought side by side with, you know, any, any black, African-American, whoever there, I'm sure. So, um, and then being kind of in part of the cab ring, you know, that's, that's, like, his his army and that's his his marines there yes. now. So, and, uh, you know, if, if we were just to maybe argue the other way, maybe just because that was part of, like, his squad, his people, that he would have, uh, you know, maybe treated him differently or something. But I I, I still agree with you, though. I, I think it just absolutely
0: was a bit of a red herring. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so there's those, the, the glimpses where he's trying to be a good dude. And then, you know, he goes and like, he's trying to help Iris out. Um, For who, though? Or, <laughs> Well, and see, that was kind of quite but I'm going to finish the, you're gl- right, you're the right. Travis Bickle being a good person thing real quick, because I've been on it for like, I don't know, 10 minutes now. It's fine. Because I I've I basically dove into every other scene in <laughs> the movie. I, we, you know, we're going on the merry-go-round, and then is Travis a good person? So we're coming back to it. Um, so yeah, these glimpses, he's trying to help Iris, but at the same time, he's got this kind of blind energy, rage thing. You know... He he lays it out right there. He needs that some. He needs uh, he needs some place to go. That sense of purpose, you know, because Betsy did him wrong, and this happened, and then um, he has. I don't think we have a name for the guy in the cab uh, that tells him to you know yeah. you know keep keep the fare going, and he's saying, "Look at the woman in the window." It's my you wife. Know. It's he's Not my apartment. Wife. He's not my apartment. You know, it's uh, a <laughs> not a good word. Apartment, and uh, you know, so I'm gonna kill her with 44 Magnum. And then he says, <laughs> It's so funny to me that Martin Scorsese did that scene. Um, and then he says, You should see what a 44 Magnum do to her face? And he goes, Or a pussy. You that should you see. should see. That you should that see. You should that see you should see, see. see. What, a, what a 44 Magnum do to a woman's pussy. That you should see. <laughs> I like the line execution
1: yeah, there. That, that whole scene was really interesting. I, I didn't know that was him, too, until you had actually mentioned that. Um, So that was kind of interesting there. But I kind of like just the. Like, Travis is just kind of sitting there, like, just taking in the information. He's just like.
0: Well, and it reinforces it because it's right after all that Betsy shit. Yeah. So it's just it's you just know? getting
1: the gears turning for him. And I, I think the comment I made. Was that uh, Travis... Yeah, Travis getting inspired by the dude about to murk his wife to take some action with his own life. I was like, that's maybe yeah. not where you should be drawing and inspiration from. And then the first
0: gun he asks that the gun salesman about? Yeah. You know, a forty four? Magnum? You got a .44? Um, so, you know, that guy reinforces it, and I think there's that last chance, because he's on the phone trying to, you know, talk Betsy into going out with him again, and he's telling her he sent her flowers. Yeah. I did read somewhere that somebody interpreted the camera going away from him down that hallway was that, like, even the, you know, camera following him around, you know, was just too embarrassed for him in that moment oh. when he's on the phone. I was like, well, that's an interesting way to interpret it. Um, I can't even look at him. I, well, because I took it more as, like, a, oh, like, are they panning away because, like, someone's going to come around the corner, you know, because the whole thing is, like, you know, New York and, you know, yeah. it's a little seedy, I, I so too, was kind gonna... of expecting, like, someone to pop up or, like, an altercation
1: to take place. But... Yeah.
0: But then it's just, so I thought it was an interesting thing. But that that I feel like that's that last line of hope where it was like, oh man, like, Betsy, you don't know what you're doing by this guy down, <laughs> creating a monster. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he just fucking, he goes off, you know, he doesn't go right off the deep end. No, it's, it's a I gradual mean, he take, decline. He takes the trail at least, you know, wow. he doesn't just like. Jump right off. There's a trail yeah. going down. He, he, he falls. falls down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like there's good stuff there. I feel like in his mind he's probably good. Yeah. But then in the end, when he gets all these all this credit for when he, you know, saves this girl and kills these, you know, this pimp and all this. You know, I think the only reason he came back and did that. Because he didn't get to do the thing he was gonna do to the senator, you know, the yeah. presidential candidate. You know, so he's like, Well, I still got all this Yeah energy, I gotta, gotta do, do something, something with it. Do something bad with and so it was just kinda coincidental that he did something good. And I mean, you're still not supposed to kill pimps. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Generally killing people is bad. Generally killing people you just shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, but so, is he a good person? No. Is he a bad person? Just, uh, just also, a bit. <laughs> I would go with like, a, there's a shade of bad. Yeah. But I'd still mostly go with no, I don't think he's a bad person. Yeah. From, there's, and, and there's that's good in there.
1: And, and boy, is that kind of not the point? Yeah. Is that, you know, we can, we are the now witnesses of observing the action. Now we have to make that call. But I'm sure, yeah, him to him. He's, he's Jesus Christ. He has cleansed
0: New York yes. and all as well. He killed that one pimp of that one girl he met. <laughs> the whole reason he knows about her is because, you know, she gets in his cab one night. And she, You know, she's trying to run away. Yeah. And, you know, he's dumb and he's like, what? He's just kind of looking at her like, oh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, like he just, he wasn't looking for a fight or any, like, trying to think. He was just like, maybe if I
0: wait, this will settle itself. <laughs> And then you know, Harvey Keitel plays a uh, plays Matthew or Scout or Sport. Sport. Excuse me. Um, which is hilarious if you've seen Harvey Keitel literally yeah. anything else. <laughs> like he's the wolf in Pulp Piction, and he's this long haired, like goofy talking pimp dude in this movie, and I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, of course, <laughs> I think you said you wrote it down. Be cool,
1: bitch. Yeah, be cool, bitch. Because he said that like several times and like that was I think I wrote no context else for that scene it's just be cool bitch. Be cool
0: bitch. Bitch be cool. Be <laughs> cool bitch. Which of course then is funny years later in Pulp Fiction it's like tell that bitch to be cool. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Every guy tells it all. Um, fuck where are we going with that? Oh the whole reason he knows about Iris. Iris is because you know that whole deal, and when he goes back to the tell, he gives back the, the dirty twenty. He holds on to this twenty, he's sending the diner to pay back. What's his name and the cab crew, and he sees it and he just like puts it in his pocket over here. It just feels significant. It was right? the
1: most crinkled up dollar bill I'd ever seen in my life too. Yeah, <laughs> it was rough.
0: Um, I feel like I had another couple of questions or something. Oh, I said, is he racist, but we kind of tackled that, and is he a good person? So, no. I said, is Betsy shallow, and the relationship wasn't going to work anyway? After watching it the most recent time, I said no, because I, I had a whole thing where I was saying, like, well, maybe I think she wanted, like, a kind of attention from... It seemed like her and the dude she worked with were kind of on opposite ends, because mm. their first interaction they watched... I feel like he's more uh, pursuing her ish, not not directly. Like neither of them ever were like super direct.
1: Yeah, but maybe just trying to build something there.
0: Yeah, and you know she was more uh, flirtatious. I think the second time around, where she's asking him about like lighting the match. If you were missing these three fingers and all this. Yeah. Um, but he did a terrible job. By with. the way, he didn't even try. He yeah. was just rubbing the paper against his teeth. And like, come on. Like you're not... Come on. It didn't look good. That could have been a little more... You could have made it look a little better. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, maybe the point was that he just really didn't give a shit at that point in time. I was just waiting for her to be, like, given like, up and go. So you can, are can, you, are uh, you still standing here? Can yeah. I stop brushing my teeth
0: with this matchstick? Right. Like, she was more flirtatious in that instance, and he didn't really seem to care. But then, if you watch when Travis comes in, and he's trying to talk to her on the desk... If you watch, his head keeps, like, popping out from behind the post, and he's kind of like, huh, oh, huh, oh, huh, oh, what are you doing? So, that was fine. Of course, he walks over right after Travis leaves. Yeah. Uh, so, is it, she's shallow, and she's not really, that day, that particular day, she's not really getting the attention from that dude. And this guy walks in, and like, oh, hey, I'll go with you. And then, you know, first sight of trouble, aka, go to a porno movie fucking out? Yeah. Or, was she actually into him and then he took her to a porno theater and that ruined it? Yeah. Either way, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, I don't think she's shallow. I think she was legitimately interested the first time they went out. Yeah. And I, and I think it was just the, the porn that was just a weird thing. Yeah.
1: I definitely agree with you. I, I think there was some interest there. Um, you know, kind of from what it seemed like we were setting her up as a, like, you know, she was... You know, kind of spending all that time volunteering because it was something she was good at, but she didn't really care much for it, it seemed like, yeah. at some point. Um, So maybe this was just like a, oh, here's this, you know, out of my little bubble of safety here, somebody showing mm-hmm. up that maybe would help her uh, enjoy her life a bit. So maybe the the address was just a, oh, here's...
0: Something to do. Just, yeah,
1: you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and maybe that's not always like a like a bad thing, like, sure. you know giving somebody a chance that maybe you normally wouldn't or, you know, taking an opportunity you normally wouldn't. that's not always a bad thing, but it also could have just been, like, a... Sure, why not? Yeah.
0: <laughs> why the fuck not? <laughs> uh, and then did... All right, so when he goes to help Iris, did he think Iris would, like, be his girlfriend if he, like, saved her? Like, because he, he's shocked when he's talking to uh, Sport... Or Matthew, whatever we want to, we'll just go with sport. We'll go with sport. Sure. When well, he's talking to sport, and he's visibly shocked when he mm-hmm. finds out she's twelve, and sport says some terrible things about what you can do with this twelve-year-old girl, mm-hmm. uh, and you know he's just kind of he's visibly shocked and just like, s- oh, speechless. Yeah. You know, the more he keeps going on, he's like, um. I don't know, I think that was kind of his intention. I felt that that was his intention and then he finds out she's 12 and then he feels even more strongly that he has to do something for her, I think.
1: Yeah. So do you think if she had been just a regular old prostitute and he went in that room, that that interaction would have been a
0: lot different? I think he still wanted to save her because of what he saw go down in his cab that night. Mhm. So I think either way he's trying to help that girl out. Probably whether, just seems like or not I think if she was of age, he may have boned her. Yeah.
1: Because I mean, shit. Like when, because I'm, I'm pretty sure, like she still like got down on her knees and like started unzipping his pants, right. and he was just like,
0: ah, like, like, he, like, he hesitated. <laughs> there like, was that second. Like he,
1: he, he, he was like, no,
0: no, 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 no. not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. I felt that was his intention. Uh, so that's kind of all my questions and philosophy bullshit. Um, so I was just gonna go to observations. Yeah. But if you want, or do you have observations that you want to like go back and forth on that? Wait, let's go or, back and forth. Cause like I, most
1: right. of my notes were like sequential. Okay. Um, and then I had like some closing
0: thoughts. Sure. Um, so my first thing is the bargain. So if you have any, oh, and the come on the jeans. So if you have anything before that or, you know, uh, so
1: the, the, my first note was just the, you know, starting off strong when, uh, he was like doing that kind of monologue in the beginning about like the animals, you know, coming out at night, but we, we covered that. Um, so yeah, I think the next stuff is once we got to the, the porno theater.
0: Okay. Uh, I, one, one thing I wrote down was when he's, uh, applying for the job. And you see in the window the Wiz is back there. Which, by the way, the Wiz is um... Peter something. Okay, uh, I didn't write him down for some stupid fucking reason. But it's the, it's the it was the dad, and everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Which you you he looks super familiar when you're watching it, and then you have to I had to look it up. Yeah, same. It's uh, like he, he looks like that guy. Some yeah. So that was that was cool. Uh, he's bald even in seventy six. So yeah, that's kind of funny. But yeah, my first one was, yeah, he's he's cleaning up the clean up the cab, talking about, you know, he sometimes I gotta wipe the cum off the seats. Sometimes it's blood, and you know he throws a rag away and then he like does this I'm like so. Are we <laughs> gathering that he definitely just wiped come on his jeans? Most likely, else has Yeah. Like I said maybe maybe
1: this was a night where it was blood instead, so it's less weird. But then you have to think: is is
0: cleaning up blood really less weird than? Yeah, and is, do you, do you want that on your jeans? Any, I guess if I have to choose, you want cum blood on your jeans? I'll yeah. choose blood. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. My next thing was just you know he has the awkward interaction with the girl at the, uh, porno theater. Yeah. And I just my note was just how much of a bargain he got at the theater for all those You got popcorn. What was on the counter was two Clark bars, uh, two... What is it? Goobers. And a Chuckles bar. And then popcorn and an RC Cola for $1.85. Fucking phenomenal. Unreal Bar. And he basically
1: robbed that place by today's standards. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: And the RC Cola machine was really cool yeah i'd like to have one of those
1: that'd be neat yeah <laughs> and then uh one what, what of the questions i had from this stage immediately after this is when he goes and sits down and starts to watch his porno um uh on the netflix version the the whole screen is like kind of blurred and obfuscated and i was wondering if that was the way they actually did it for like a rating or if uh netflix just edited out the extra sex scene but, uh, I never looked it up to see what the answer for that was, <laughs> but it, it I, like I said, that was one of the scenes I was watching again this morning, um, just to kind of go through and finish notes. But, um, it just, it looked really out of place and you can almost see just like a, like blurred square that they just put over top of it. So yeah. I was wondering if, uh, if Netflix just put that up cause they didn't want it. <laughs> no, they didn't want it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. What? So there's an. Is it X, like, do you go X, or, because I've heard NC-17, I'm not sure what that is. Isn't that some sort of rating? I don't know.
1: Because, like, ours is really supposed to be, like, adult on-duty kind of thing, so that'd be 18 and up. I don't know why you would have one that would be 17 and not 18. Maybe
0: 17 doesn't have to do with ages, maybe. (laughs) I I don't know. know. I'm confused. Yeah. I feel like I've heard people say NC-17, and I'm not sure what the fuck that means. Uh.
1: Maybe that's more of like a TV rating kind of thing. Maybe. Where it's like, you know, so just X slightly just under smut. what HBO Max can have. But. Right, yeah, So the next is just... Just smut. It's all of it. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah. Or I guess it can have all of it. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you think about it, if they have to keep up with ratings. They probably don't have that in any version of the movie. Not the TV version, not the... Not the movie theater version when well, it came out in theaters, right? But, you know, they Cause just... you're trying to keep an R rating. Yeah, but I think, like, like
1: like nudity used to be a little cooler for a little while. If we've learned anything from going through the Bond movies, yeah. Yeah, you know, they... <laughs> the, you couldn't have nudity, and then nudity was
0: lit, and then we couldn't have nudity again. Well, like, Bond never, like, blatantly says nudity, but, like... Like, they're, they're kind of... It's blatant, but they're like, no, 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 this is PG-13. Fine. It's just it's mostly the songs is where we see it with bond
1: yeah i'm trying to think too there was something someone was telling me about this is very off topic here but someone someone was telling me about where it's like like a kid's tv show or something but if you zoom in you saw like a pair of tits on like a tv or something in the background and it was like a kid's movie nice and it was like a, i don't know well, i have just, no information I mean, to make that a conversation topic but
0: well that's like all those uh the stories about, like, Disney stuff where they're like... Oh, oh where if you there's look just here, a bunch like, of dicks in
1: the clouds yeah with, like, Lion King or something.
0: Sure. Which I've never, like, gone back and seen. But I've only heard people talk about that, actually. Yeah. I've never actually... I've never come across those posts where people were like, Oh, it's a dick in The Little Mermaid. There's a great Tosh joke about that where he's like, You try to draw an Ariel for eight <laughs> months and see if you don't draw a dick somewhere. <laughs> That's fair right. You're allotted one
1: dick every eight months. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's the Disney rule. Uh, I just said the product placement, which you also yeah. were commenting sponsored on. Sponsored by
1: Coca-Cola, Doritos, we got RC Cola in there. I think we can see Budweiser a little bit later on. Yeah. I do want to say um, how much I enjoyed the scenes where there was like no dialogue and it's just him driving with like the smooth jazz playing. Some a catchy,
0: of, catchy little song Yeah. Some, some
1: of those scenes just like hit really right. There's just like a certain tone and atmosphere you get with those and
0: that was about it. It's killer. Yeah. Uh, I did read that the, the guy who scored the movie did not want to do it, to the nature of the movie, and then like he he decided he would, and then I think it was the last thing he ever scored. Like, I think he died not too long after uh. doing it. Because I guess the main song, the do 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 I mean, that was a song beforehand. That's not something he wrote for this. So there is some sort of original version, and they obviously modified it to yeah. score this. But yeah, the whole score of the movie was pretty I thought, solid, really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. My next thing was uh, Scorsese in the movie twice. The first time we see him is when Travis is enamored with Betsy, and they're showing her walking in the building, and he's the you dude just, that's like, on the stoop chilling, and he's looking. And he's just kind of like, oh, okay. And then the second time, obviously, he's in the cab, as we've covered uh, thus far. Cool.
1: So, yeah, the the only thing I had before that was just uh, setting up for the diner scene, but I think we kind of covered all the stuff with that as far as, like, the paranoia, the camera angle flips and everything. My next note was uh, him being mad horny for Betsy and not about the dude she works with. Um. But I also made a note that it was kind of funny that, like, almost immediately, it seems like, after they had, like, that date, that he went out and bought that vinyl. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, that was, like, probably, like, immediately after she left, he was like, alright, I have to get this, because this is... Right. This is gonna be important. Um... I wonder if he actually has, like, a, a record player, or if he was just saying, oh, no, mine doesn't work. Cause, like, he's, probably doesn't he's, have one. He's making bank right now, so it's He like, should have he one. He should have one. Yeah, he said he's bringing in, like, 300, 350 a week or something, sometimes Which, more.
0: when, you know, when popcorn and, you know, five pieces of candy and a cola are Yeah, you you're bringing in 350 a week. I mean... Dude's making bank. You should be able to afford a record player. That's all I have to say. Yeah. About that. <laughs> uh, we are the people. We don't pay for the buttons. We are them. going to throw the buttons we away. We throw the buttons away. We don't pay for the buttons. I like that there wasn't like
1: really a conclusion to that phone call too, like she started yeah, calling for him like, and like, he just like hangs up the phone. He's yeah, like, That'll yeah, yeah, like, settle yeah. this. <laughs>
0: that that's so fun that's such an era thing too, if you think about like people just hung up Yeah, like, you know? Cause like now if you hang up, like your friend that you're arguing with is gonna like text you like, hey, what the fuck? Like would you, doing? And, you know, send you a fucking page? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know people just hung up back yeah, then. It was, and that it was, was a it. clean cut. You don't have to worry about a thing. And it was a bold move. And you know, in that day, like I was watching The Offer recently. It's that show about <clears throat> how The Godfather was being made and all that, and fucking fascinating too, because it almost fell apart like, every day. Uh, so, fascinating fucking show on Paramount Plus, just saying. Um, but they're negotiating for Brando with, well, Brando's agent, right? And they just hang up. And then, like, Francis Ford Coppola, you know, is like, what the, what are we and they're like, no, 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 he'll call back in four, three, two. And it doesn't ring, and he's, like, freaking out, and then, like, five more seconds later than the then starts raid, Yeah, And I'm like, that's fucking... <laughs> My cold, anxiety dude. would have been
1: like through the roof at that point. Be like, what
0: are you doing? Yeah, that's what... That literally Coppola was like freaking out the whole fucking time that he called back and like, all right, we'll do it. Yeah. And, yeah. But it, that must have just been like a,
1: like, you know, time of the era kind of thing. It's just like, that's just how negotiations took
0: place. Yeah. But, but yeah, so... Alright, uh... Oh, and the apple pie with melted cheese. Yeah. We covered. And we covered Be Cool Bitch. And then after that is, I think, when we get into them going to the
1: porno together on the date. Right. And, like, I, I have so many problems with that because, like... Number one, sure, like, you know, he, Travis ain't the brightest bulb. No. So, I'm you bald. know, the, the smut movies are fine. Maybe he does see a little bit more out of the, the smut, you know, that's, that's substantial and worth taking a date to. But, like, you know, Betsy's a grown-ass woman. <laughs> she knows where she is. When, when she walks up to it and she's like, oh, this is like a smut movie, like, she could have very easily said, I don't like these kind of movies. I don't want to watch yeah. this. Can we watch something else? Like, she had every opportunity. She goes all the way in and they sit down. And it seeming like, you know, they sit down in the middle of it. I don't, I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know if
1: these have start times or if they're just kind of on a They're just always planning.
0: on kind of thing. You just buy tickets, stay as long as you want.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, I only need five minutes. Yeah. But, um... Like, I, I, I was kind of disappointed that, like, that's what it was, is that, to, you know, she decided to take no action up until it was, like, now doing harm to that relationship and his yeah. ego a little bit, but...
0: I feel like she... I feel like she was, like like we talked about earlier, like I don't... Like I, like I said, at first I thought she was kind of shallow, but then watching it, you know, a couple more times, I was like, actually, I think... You know, if he wouldn't have fucked up, it probably goes further. Yeah. Um, I feel like she almost had a little bit of trust in him. When she... Because when she, when she asks him, like, hey, like, what? Well, you know, you gotta <laughs> be kidding me. This is a dirty movie. And, you know, Travis... And Travis is confident. Yeah. You know, he goes, ah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, what talking about? It's mean. a good one. Trust me. It's, yeah. It's, a lot of couples go here. And she's like, okay... And walks in, and fucking freaks her out. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know if the disappointment. I feel like it's a mutual misunderstanding, and that's why I initially said she was shallow because the second it goes wrong, it's yeah. I'm she's never like talking I'm on You again. Yeah,
1: and and I was a little bit annoyed with uh, like some of the aftermath, like when he was calling her up in that uh, scene, like in the hallway. Um, where, like, the camera was panning off him and stuff. Like, I was kind of annoyed that she was, like, so she answers, she's talking to him, he's like, can I call you again? Okay, cool, like, I'll call you tomorrow. Like, she absolutely told him he could call her again. Yeah. And it's like, well, uh why, why not just cut, cut it off? Like, just be like, I don't think this is gonna work, you know. Let it let it be dead. But. To
0: be fair, we didn't hear her end of the line, so she might have said no, absolutely not. And he was like, "Okay, I'll call you tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> like, it could have went like that. You're right. It absolutely fair. fair. That's fair. That's fair.
1: <laughs> I was thinking too. I wondered if he like he's having this conversation still with her voicemail because we didn't hear any of her dialogue. So like, if he's having
0: he's having a conversation and simulating her answers in his head. Yeah, and then just going, "Did you get the flowers? You, no, you didn't get them. Oh, okay."
1: Uh. (laughs) so I I thought that would have been kind of interesting too just because we didn't hear any of her dialogues usually you know we'd
0: hear both sides or something like that but but it's more than likely what you said first though is that like you probably was having a conversation and I I bet that she was just like yeah you can call again yeah whatever just whatever get me off the phone possible to get her off the phone yeah she was obviously enamored first and then scared second yeah.
1: Understandably. And then
0: very scared when he walks into her job and is yeah. <laughs> hostile and ready to ready to So in and, and just some judo on the dude.
1: So just before that scene we went to a little bit of another monologue here. Um where like he was talking about like the uh, like the stench and everything is like giving him headaches and you think he has like stomach cancer yes. or something. I thought that was kind of interesting that like immediate like repercussion is now like him being like, Oh, I think I'm dying like yeah, I have stomach cancer kind of thing. Yeah. I was like we're kind of hit like hypochondriac kind of stuff of just I'm upset so I'm yeah. dying and I'm sick kind of thing. Thought
0: that was interesting. Yeah. Uh we talked we talked about the Wiz. Um that his thing was Oh, I'm Peter Boyle. I did write down his name, Peter Boyle. There we go. But yeah, it was kind of uh It was meaningful in a way, what he said, but again, just not the advice to be given some dude who kind of looks homicidal (laughs) and is saying he's got bad thoughts in his head and then just going, you alright?
1: Yeah, you alright. Bad job of reading the room there, for sure. He just wasn't, uh, yeah, wasn't given the good advice there.
0: Yeah. Um... I mean, my next thing is, you know, in the 70s you completely follow women, which we follow.
1: Yep. Which is still uh, legal, or Same. I shouldn't say legal to this day, it's still doable to this day. Just... You get arrested faster. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot more people paying attention yeah. and such.
1: Um, <clears throat> and then, um, and part of some of the, uh, like, scene transitions and other cuts and stuff, um, we do get some uh, cuts of, like, uh, Charles Palantyne's speeches. Where he's, like, giving him uh, motivation to, like, rise up and rule, like, take control and take action of his own life kind of thing. Cause that's that's kind of what part of his, you know, spiels were when he was, like, watching them on TV or, like, anything on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was still kind of interesting at this point. Because um, now would be where he starts seeing, at this point, you know, starting to consider him as kind of like this faceless target now. Like, he's still using his, you know, speeches and everything to get motivation for his life.
0: Yeah yeah that's very ironic because uh, I, I think immediately motivation after... from you for me to kill you yeah and I, I think that's that's
1: kind of where like some of that like tilting point like really started um later on there's a scene that's literally a, a tilting point with the the tv, <laughs> the TV. um but I, I i made note that this was kind of like the the kind of new mindset really taking hold and as far as like he has to do something um, it's, like, he's creeping on the two girls and, you know, watching them go down the street mm-hmm. and then, like, immediately gets frustrated once they start hitting up, like, the guys who were on the corner. It's, like, he was creeping on them and then, you know, they're, like, oh, is that dude, like, creeping on us? Yeah, whatever. It's just... So, they you know, they pick up and start chatting these other two dudes and once they do that, then he just, like, floors it and speeds off, like, he's frustrated. And I wonder if that was either because... Uh, one like it was somebody else now getting the girl kind of thing right and it is you know maybe still being upset towards bad CR for it was just the uh you know these girls like they're gonna go bang these dudes and
0: it's I can't save them right now yeah but more troublemaking behavior kind of deal that he doesn't like yeah and
1: then I wrote um big simp energy and then he monologues about being lonely yeah
0: yeah um I just think it's just when he's working out, I'm not sure what the holding your hand over the stove yeah. is doing. I don't know if he uh I, I we haven't really talked about burning fat don't too much in the seventies. I don't know. I don't know what the health scene was like. Literally in the 70s. burning the fat off of it. So body. I thought maybe he was like, Oh burn fat, you know. Yeah. And then um A lot of just scenes of him. Pointing guns at things in the room, just kind of vague. Yeah,
1: and 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 then we also get to the scene like uh like where he's uh you know doing kind of his journal writing or whatever part of the monologue, and uh, we see like the the picture on the wall that him and Betsy talked about getting his, his eyes yeah, and then um still has like those posters for Charles uh Palantine in there too, so yeah, it's like some part of him is still like still there, and, like, like supporting, and, like, life is fine, but then it's, like, there's just this other part that's still going in its other direction that's, like, all right, we need to do something, we need to take some control in our life or, or do something crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then I, uh, I rambled on about uh, being spoiled to have cell phones, because, you know, dude's just waiting off on the corner, just kind of pivoting aimlessly until they pick them up to go, you know, buy the guns. mm mm-hmm. So I was like, we're, we're so spoiled because, like, I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd just be like, where the fuck am I? Who's picking me up? What am I doing with my life? Yeah. Because, you know,
0: whatever. Yeah, you almost, yeah, now it's like, I'll walk outside when you're here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I will not even leave the safety of my home yeah. until you have been pulled outside for five minutes and made sure the coast is clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah and then we we talked about like when he's looking at the guns like he immediately asked for the 44 magnum um easy andy is a cool ass name for this the salesman Fuck it, um and yeah the fact that he like buys all the guns too is, yeah. is kind of obnoxious and like and i don't he know couldn't
0: get a record player
1: yeah and like <laughs> like i don't uh, like i feel like that'd be a red flag for for andy <laughs> i <It'd> can be <laughs> like oh you, you
0: you want all of them it's not Andy's responsibility to worry about that shit. He,
1: yeah, and then he's trying to sell like he just coke tried and shit.
0: So It was almost humorous the, 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 the coke, grass, weed. Yeah, I get you a Cadillac. It's like I'm yeah. just waiting for the next like thing. It's like like I got I got medieval swords. You know, <laughs> just like keep listing shit up. I've just got a
1: bunch of shit. Yeah, what can you
0: do? I for got me? a storage unit downtown. You
1: want to come look around? Yeah, I got rocking chairs. But I was kind of surprised, too, just with him being a Marine, that, like, he didn't already own a gun, and maybe the point was to have stuff that didn't have serial numbers. Right. But like, when he ends up shooting the dude who's robbing the convenience store, like, he leaves the gun there, and I'm assuming that's because it's identifiable. Yeah. And, you know.
0: Yeah, did we not have... Fi- oh, well, okay, we, there were fingerprints, but it was, like, a whole thing where it's, like, if your fingerprint's on... Like, even if your fingerprint's on file, they have to literally go through and be like... yeah like much hmm, more tedious hand work. Well, no? <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like hell. Yeah. Cuz like, you know, we, we did a lot of serial killer docs. and it's just they're all based in like old just older like 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, cuz the technology just wasn't there to you fill you in the blanks. And, it fast enough, yeah. yeah. Uh my next thing was the you talking to me scene. So, I mean, if you got anything for that, we can uh, cover it, but...
1: I just wanted to touch on the fact that that, like, rail system he had on yes. his arm for the gun is, like, without a doubt the coolest thing ever, and Assassin's Creed stole that for their, uh... Oh, for sure. For the, uh, the Assassin's knife or whatever that was in the wrist thing. I thought the thing was so cool. Like, I was, like, audibly, like, excited seeing it, and, like, when he did the flick and the gun was in his hand, I was like, this is, like, like, I feel like a cheesy scene out of, like, a spy movie or something. But he did it himself and it wasn't cheesy. Yeah. That,
0: that was that made it so cool. But like I you could
1: have cut that out and put it into like a cheesy spy movie oh, yeah. and it would have fit fine. But yeah, I just, I thought that thing was so cool because <laughs> he just built it out of like a drawer with like the
0: slide and everything. Yeah, it was and sick. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed it a lot. But yeah, so the you talking to me scene is something that's super interesting to me just because it's, it's one of those quotes is burnt in history and you've seen things reference it. Yeah. You know, TV shows and shit like that. But I, you know, you never know what it's from sometimes when it's something, you know, from 76 and you're born in 95. You don't know what the fuck, you know, is going on. Mm. And so it was interesting to see it because you don't know. I didn't know it was from this. So watching it, you know, the first time and like, oh, this is that thing everybody says. Yeah. You know, and then. It's just interesting because you, you always expect it to be this... I, at least me, I expected it to be this very volatile scene. Like an actual confrontation. But yeah. no, he's just talking to himself in the mirror. Um, oh, it's just interesting
1: to me. Yeah. I also wrote down for some reason that some part of this made me think of like uh, Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man. Like when he was like looking at the mirror and doing the flexing kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know why, but somehow that was like... I saw that scene, and then that's, like, the energy my brain went to. It was like, why does this remind me of Spider-Man? I mean, yeah,
0: it's that, yeah. That's, it's the same fucking energy, for sure. Travis is Spider-Man. Uh, Travis is Spider-Man. In another life, yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, hey, they said Spider-Man was a vigilante, so. it Kind of fits. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love the part where he's, like, rehearsing his speech, too, and he has to, like, start over. Yeah. I really love that that was, like, a thing that they kept in and it was, like, intentional to show that, like, you know, he's rehearsing these lines. And, um, part of this made me go back to a scene from The Boys, um, where it's, like, this guy who's just, like, consuming a bunch of kind of, like, sort of, like, propaganda media, I guess. Like, he wakes up, he checks his phone, he turns on the radio, he's listening to, like, all these podcasts and stuff about, like, uh you know, like the, uh, super terrorists or whatever, and, uh, you know, be vigilant, keep an eye out or whatever, and he does these weird, like, you know, kind of staring at himself in the mirror things, and it just, you know, does a cycle of, like, wake up, podcast, you know, breakfast, go to this convenience store, consuming all this media, and then at some point he starts to get, like, anxious and nervous and feel like he has to do something. One of the guys who runs, like, this convenience store is, like, foreign and comes in one night, car drives by so like his eyes kind of look like they light up with the headlights hitting it he's like are you fucking super terrorist and he pulls out his gun and is like yelling at him and then just shoots him Hmm. like he gets no reply from the guy or whatever he just shoots him and i feel like a little bit of like a parallel between that where it's just like a you know travis is kind of supplying his own propaganda media for himself throughout a lot of this kind of setting up his own mindset and then kind of accidentally taking action like, I feel like uh, like him shooting that guy in the convenience store, you know, that was that was our first confirmed kill. And yeah. I feel like there was no hesitation. Like, he was had been waiting, basically, for a reason to do this, because obviously he had the guns on him already. Yeah. Like, he's waiting to take this action. So then it's just like, I, oh, shit, I can I can shoot somebody now. Got it. And then it was kind of interesting that he was, like, kind of shocked and, like, panicking in that moment. Because I'd have to imagine he probably killed people in the Marines. Right. So, like, he probably had to have had some of that disconnect, but here he was still a little jolted which was just seemed out of character with what his experience had to have been up to this point but maybe that's with the ptsd
0: too or maybe well and then there's so we've yeah we've both said that you know maybe there's some ptsd ptsd but maybe there's also none and maybe he had just a clean you know go of it yeah and like nothing happened and so maybe you know because when i throw out ptsd it's just kind of a possibility you know, so, eh. yeah, I don't
1: know. I did also make note that the, uh, the owner of the store was, like, beating the dude with a pipe, like, after he had shot him, yeah. which, like, you know, dude was dead, Right. And he's just, just wailing on this dude with the pipe. I was like, this seems a little excessive, but, like, well, he the guy he just all...
0: says his eyes are moving, it's like, is it, though? Yeah, I but, I
1: even mean, if they were, I mean, he, he shot him in the head, didn't he? I,
0: I thought so. So,
1: but... I mean, that's, that's kind of whatever. It just seemed There was excessive. no confirmed
0: wound on him, too, was the other thing. Like, it was just kind of like... I mean, there's a little blood here or there, but yeah. it's just kind of like on the ground. He just so. slumped. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, that, that yeah, that's whatever. It just seemed excessive that he was just beating this dude, but I think they did mention this was like the fifth time this year that he had gotten robbed, yeah. so he probably had enough. Yeah. And then, um, uh, one of the other scenes where he was like watching the TV... Um, and it was, like, a scene, it was, like, a song playing, and it was, like, people dancing around, and then there was just, like, the empty pair of shoes that were in the thing. I didn't understand, like, what that was supposed to be for, or why, if that mattered in any kind of way. At this point, I was maybe trying to read in too much and everything.
0: Yeah, I felt that way, too, because, I mean, I almost wrote down, like, oh, Travis is the pair of shoes on oh, the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because, like, no one's in the and then I was like, okay. You're reading too much into this. So, so you're glad to know I wasn't the only one. So, is, and here,
1: here's that. my reading too much into it. I said, maybe it, like, the scene itself didn't really matter, and it's just showing that, like, despite him doing something, he took an action, he killed a guy who was a troublemaker. Yeah. Um, despite doing something, taking action in his life, he was still missing the intimacy he wanted, because it was all couples dances, mm-hmm. and then it was, like, the lone pair of
0: shoes. He is always fascinated with couples. Yeah. You know, looking at him on the street and everything, and, Yeah. So I'm just showing that he was still alone, still you know, just alone. empty, empty pair
1: of shoes, can't even dance by himself. Yeah, and that's that's a stretch. That's it's, that's a reach.
0: You, uh, yeah, yeah. Climb some monkey bars there. <laughs> uh, I thought it was significant that he gave back the dirt. I mean, I mentioned this earlier, but he keeps that twenty the whole time, and when he pays the dude for the hotel fee. Yeah. You know, which was my other thing is like. They always get you with those hidden fees, man. <laughs> Fucking you know, he, prostitution is a pyramid scheme, 100%. prostitute and a $10 room fee, and you're know, like, oh, really? Yeah. But, yeah, I think I, is, I also
1: wrote that uh, he's probably, like, paying per thrust, too, like, once you get in there. Like, there's just a dude, like, with a cup up to the thing, just listened to every... Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I thought that was some ballgame, like... Because he's still... He, I don't know, that's why I say he's not completely a bad person, because he... Still felt weird about having that money, and so then when he came there, and he doesn't have sex with the 12-year-old girl, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's good. Good for him. Good for him. And then he pays with that dirty money, so. Significant, I thought. Yeah. Uh, and then 1 o'clock for breakfast, and they don't say where. Those, those all three kind of just go together. Just, Just
1: show up for breakfast. Somewhere. I'll find you. (laughs) I'll find you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I won't kill you. Unlike the other guy. Alright, um... I just have me being a cunt, and then one last question about the last kind of scene, so... Whatever else you got. Um, so... Uh,
1: One of the the things I uh, made note of was, like, when he's, like, going through, like, burning all the, like, dead flowers and stuff that he had. Um, I was wondering if um, part of this was because of his obsession focus now going away from Betsy and going towards Iris. Because now that he's got a new focus thing, it seemed like he was like, all right, fuck Betsy. Get rid of kind of the the memories, I guess, of her so he can maybe reprioritize and refocus his life a bit sort of, but
0: he did still have the intent, like, when he wrote that note to Iris with the money in it, he did say by the time he gets, like, I'll be dead. So he did still have the intent, like, while he was still, it, it symbolically, in a way, he burns the flowers and goes yeah. away from Betsy, but he's still fixated on that thing that he was fixated on because of Betsy, and that's killing Palantine. Yeah. So he's like, helping Iris on this side. Still got to take care of that other thing on this side. Yeah. And then backs out of it because basically. He realized this
1: wasn't going to work.
0: Yeah. Which still was like. If the intention is like you're just going to be dead, then just oh, just do it. Yeah. I don't, don't, I don't be know. a pussy. <laughs> Moral of this podcast don't be a pussy like Travis. He could have killed the presidential candidate. Yeah. Excuse me, and he did not do it. I love the, the
1: DIY mohawk he also had. Yes. And um, I, I noticed it, too, that it probably means nothing, but, like, he when he was standing there with, like, his arms crossed, earlier he was trying to mimic one of the other, like, Secret Service guys who was yeah. there. And the same kind of thing, like, in, in this scene where he was watching the speech after he had cut his hair. He was doing the same thing, just, like, sitting there with his arms crossed. And I was like, he's still, still kind of playing his own delusion that maybe he yeah. is the Secret Service dude or... You know, something like that, but... So,
0: yeah, and so then that, I just thought of this, so maybe it's stupid, because, you know, (laughs) half-baked, but, uh, I don't know who Henry Crinkle is, and so obviously it could have just been a whole fake name deal. Yeah. But is that the address, like, is he sending that to, like, his parents' address or some shit? You know, and that's like the lie. So the Secret Service information gets sent to this parents' address, and we don't know where his parents live.
1: Yeah, but the information would have been an application, and he already told his parents that he's in the Secret Service. So I feel True. like that would break. Like I said, half the immersion. Bank, half bank. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, maybe there there was a point or like a significance for that address.
0: But. You would think, because he did just. But he also pretty much fucked up the zip code. It's like zip codes have five numbers, so yeah. It was probably just a straight-up lie. Like I said, half-baked. Just, yeah, well, I mean...
1: Half-baked. And maybe that, for him, was even half-baked, you know? He was just like... He's like, well, shit, like, they're gonna think I'm a crazy person and just giving fake information. Ha! I have smarted the Secret Service. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, I don't know zip codes. My bad. Um, but I did make a point that I was laughing at him being a fucking failure at the draw, though, for getting his gun out and than just a abandoning ship, and he didn't even get to use his cool arm attachment loser. And then I wrote Sponsored by Budweiser, because so I think the next scene he's just drinking a beer.
0: Yeah. Going crazy. So, I don't know. So you're positive that he did take a med of some kind? I felt like I saw the him theory. still taking meds at that point. Okay. Because my my thought was... You know, he says a thing about no more pills, no more this, that, whatever. And I'd have to go back through and watch again, but I was pretty sure he didn't take any pills. And then when he gets back from, you know, the failed assassination attempt, uh, and then he's like taking pills and, you know, drinking the beer and everything, which... If it is some sort of antidepressant, not not the best idea. I'm pretty sure right there on the bottle it says "Do not do consume
1: alcoholic yeah. beverages." Yeah. So read labels, guys. Read labels, but what else you got? I I just had like a big kind of I guess just spiel on on the end bit of it of okay. when he's coming in and just merc sport. Shoots him in the stomach, which as far as the internet has told me, I think is, like, one of the most painful ways to die is to die by bleeding out to, like, a stomach wound or something.
0: Which then it still isn't even how he died, because Sport fucking yeah. comes by and grazes him in the neck, which, hey, you know, hats off to Travis for rolling through there and still murking people, Dude, even though he got grazed in the neck.
1: He definitely had, like, plot armor throughout this, because I feel like it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it sounds like a terrible thing. It's not that hard to kill somebody. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> really you've, got,
1: you've got several people in that building with guns, and, like, they all suck. Like, they get shots on them, but, like, Travis just doesn't die. He's got the plot armor.
0: Yeah. So that was whatever. Really had bullets pumped into him. I mean, dude shot... That was the funny thing, is the dude shot him point blank in the shoulder. It's like, you know, if you just move up a couple inches, you would get him in the head. We oh. don't. We don't kill main characters unless it moves the plot along. Okay. <laughs> Look
1: back to movie rules. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, you're right. That that would be the funniest thing to hear someone say, like in a movie, if they just said, "Oh no, no, no! I have plot armor. Don't you can't do that." You know? Yeah. It's just like no, like I'm just aiming a, at your head. A movie like, that's
1: very upfront with its like tropes and stuff. Yes. It's Be like, no, listen, listen. Yeah. Um.
0: So, yeah, I, I found
1: it ridiculous that, like, he, he, he shoots sport, and then he goes over and, like, sits on the porch for, like, a couple of seconds. Yes. And I don't, like, I don't know if he was just, like, trying to, you know, decompress from having just shot this guy and, like, okay, I gotta go in. I was saying maybe he was, like, uh, oh, shit, I, I made a comment here that was kind of funny. Uh So I said he sits on the porch for a sec, like, nah, I'm gonna wait for someone to finish <laughs> dumping baby batter into Iris, and then, nah, it's, it's blaming time, we're gonna... <laughs> We're going to go in and kill everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, he walks in, blows this dude's fingers off, which uh, I was making notes at the time, so I actually, like, paused um, to make note of what I had so far. And the scene I paused on was, like, a cut of Travis's face, and, like, he looked scared. Like, the, the yeah. just the, the quick frame that it went to, like, he looked like he wasn't having a good time. Um. He, yeah. He. He looked like I don't know if he was scared or surprised or what. But. Um. And I said maybe that was pre Mohawk Travis showing up for a moment. Um. And then he gets shot in the neck. Didn't give a fuck. <laughs> just continues on for his kill streak. Gets shot again. Uses the dope wrist
0: thing. <laughs> yes. Pulls out his next gun. Finally. You get to see it in action.
1: Yeah, I was I was very excited to see it actually get used. Um, and then I, I wrote like the next part was just embarrassing. It's like the dude he shot like his fingers off of was just like kind of like crying and wailing on him and like smacking him with his you know half a hand. Yeah, and it's like you motherfucker, I'll kill you motherfucker. Like like, and I I think the best like part for a lot of this is that there's no uh, like there's no like audio. Like there's no like music or like anything for this. Yeah. It's literally just the
0: just sit in it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and just the whole way they did the scene is like we just see him like his whole journey through it. They don't do like the action hero cuts where it's just like a ba 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 ba, you know. And then he moves on. It's like we're just watching him lug around, shoot this guy. Ah gets shot right in the neck, turns around. Now he deals with this guy. He's walking up the steps. This dude's just like slapping on him. Yeah. It uh, you know, we got we got to see every part of it, which I think made it a lot more dramatic and uh, kind of made me start feeling bad cuz I was like, you know, at, at some point like maybe he, the thought crossed his mind, he was like, this is bad. Perhaps I didn't want to. Do this. <laughs> I have made a horrible error. Yeah. But he's he's got to go through with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I was just kind of embarrassing with the dude just kind of wailing on him as he's going up the stairs, um, kills everybody else in the room, Iris is just crying in the corner, and then he's trying to find a gun that has bullets in it still so he can shoot himself, and I thought that was stupid, I was like, I can't believe that, like, like at this point, like, he wanted to do the thing and then just die.
0: But that was his, that was the thing he was looking for. But like, you know, the sense of some place to go. But what if, like, he did really good? Like, what if he went in
1: here and killed everybody? Which, and, like, didn't get shot?
0: Right. Does he still want to. What, kill would he have still then? shot
1: himself? Because I, I feel like it you was know, maybe, like, yeah, you know, as far as he was concerned, he was probably going to die there. But, like, he still wanted to make I think sure. He's still
0: got this lingering thing of, like,. You know, because he was going to go shoot the senator, and he was probably intending on shooting some Secret Service guys. Yeah. And so I think that he was probably somebody that wants to... You know what I just thought about? When he gave the Secret Service guy information, they were probably going to send people to his whatever address they gave mm-hmm. to, like, you know, hey, you're a suspicious person, so he probably just gave them this. They were like, ah, I don't even live in New York. I live in New Jersey. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the intention was probably that hey, you know, I'm probably gonna get shot, and I, he wants to win, right? And he's got the, he wants some place to go, and so he's. I think the intention was probably always because he says I'll be dead in the letter writes yeah. out I'll be dead. So I think the intention was probably always to kill himself, and he was it was probably just that reflex of like, like you ever have something broken in your home, and you gotta do a special like trend oh, like when well, we upload these videos to the fucking to the laptop. Mm. Like, if we ever get more like an actual camera and not just iPhones, I'm sure it'll be just a lot simpler. Just plug yeah, plug and play. In. Yeah, but you know, right now we're gonna do this like save to file thing and a little tediums so and and then delete it yeah. fucking four times because we got like a files app and also the photos thing and uh, like you know what I mean? You've had something broken in your home where you have to do some goofy thing to make something work. Yeah. And then the thing's fixed, but you still go to do the goofy thing. It's as like a reflex. And you know, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I don't have to do this no more. So it's all I feel like it was almost like a reflex, because you know, that that's been the plan yeah, the whole time. You can kill people, and then you're going to kill himself, and it's, it's done. It's over. Yeah. He wants the, some, you know, the quote, the same place to go or whatever. I
1: really feel like he could have finished that off, because, you know, death by cops, definitely an option. Point a gun at one of the cops, and they're going to murk you. Yeah. But, I mean, but at that point, it seemed like he, he was... He Yeah, win
0: that way. Because if, if he does it... Then the, that news right. article
1: changes, because, you know, this you know, could have, I guess, reinterpreted it as something else, so...
0: Yeah. I really do like that. I mean, that... What you came across there, the original yeah. TV message, because, like... I mean, you, you sit here and you go, what the fuck is the point? And you go, well, that's the point. If the people that made the fucking movie put that there... Then that's the fucking point so whoever cut that out made a horrible error yeah because i agree that's, that's killer right there any questions you have about any philosophy of this movie is answered right fucking there yeah
1: and at, at, at the end of this just like immediately i was um so this would have been just like after the the kind of pan out of uh you know we thinking he died but then jk he didn't actually die um, I was like, what, what's the victory here? He was just indulging himself the whole time, acting like he was trying to be, like, a gentleman to Betsy or save Iris or clean up the city. But, like, all he's really accomplished is, like, completely, uh, you know, fucking up Iris' life because, you know, she's going to have some emotional trauma from this, I'm sure, for the rest of her life. You know, killed a bunch of dudes, getting himself shot. And I've, I've stepped back from that a little bit. In the moment, I was just very irritated that I was like, like this dude's just just doing all this stuff for him. Like there isn't yeah. a higher purpose he's trying to do this for. Like anything. Like he just he just felt like he needed to kill some people and then it'd be good. So he did. Um, and then I was really frustrated at that he was getting praised by the parents. He got the newspaper stories. Um, and it this- is an
0: unfortunate circumstance, but you know whether or not what he did was good, the parents see it as good because. They get their They're daughter like back. daughter back that was in prostitution, so, like, that's... It's still a net good there, but... Yeah. No, you know, was Travis... I mean, it is really hard, because I felt like there were good intentions with Travis, but was it a superficial good to just be able to say, I did good? Yeah. And then, I, I don't know.
1: That's that kind of the problem with people setting their own standards and then meeting those standards. Yeah. It's like, he decided what was good, and what was good was to shoot a bunch of pimps and <laughs> and things. And he was like, great, I did a good job today. I mean, and that's, that that's why people is, justify doing terrible things. Like it's that yeah. I feel like that same process of, like, here's what I want to do, and here's what I should do. And he just made sure they always lined up.
0: I mean, if you believe in that everything happens for a reason thing, then, you know, him killing those people, I mean... The guy, the whole, killing the guy that runs the, you know, the actual brothel part of it, of, you know, renting rooms out, mm-hmm. which are like, again, hidden fees, but, to you know, and the pimp, right? That's they're probably netting some good there because anyone that work, any prostitutes that work for, you know, those guys are probably like, I mean, now it obviously sucks in a way for those girls because that's how they make their money. Yeah. So they got to figure something else out. But at the same time, they're not being forced. So they go back into it, it's their choice. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, but I, I think kind of the whole thing... And this may be...
0: No, you shouldn't kill people. Bottom line, <laughs> if we take anything from this podcast, it's Happy 9-11, and you shouldn't kill people. And cut. <laughs> Done. Uh. Now, fun fact about the prostitute, though... They they based what they wanted Jodie Foster to do on a real prostitute who they talked to, right? And so the girl that is you know Jodie Foster's like friend that she's walking around with mm-hmm. is the prostitute that they based everything off of. Um, at least I read somewhere, so you know it could all be a legend. I should really stop just giving the disclaimers and I should just be like, you know what, I'm saying it. This is the internet. Yeah. Vet it. <laughs> Do your own research. Yeah. Uh, or just have a disclaimer at the bottom of every podcast. Oh, the information said here is not true. It's necessarily true. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like the quick ramble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Contact courses is not liable for any damages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, like, that girl, like, when they were having a meeting with her, actually was putting the, you know, sugar on the jam that yeah. was on the toast. You know, so... They just based all the outfits and all the uh, mannerisms, that kind of thing. Yeah. On that girl, it was interesting. Um, obviously, Travis is sleep deprived. I'm just going through my last bit. Oh yeah, you're too. good. Uh, obviously, Travis is sleep deprived. That's the end of the girl thing. I know. I just I ran ran right into the Travis thing. It's like, and then Travis, you know, he's based on a hooker too. Yeah. Um, going in. To Travis, me just being a dick, and like, well, if you're having trouble sleeping, you're probably going insane because you're not sleeping. So, if you just try a different mattress because his bed did not look comfortable in the least, yeah, it looked like just your standard, probably military type cot, Mm-hmm.
1: you know. Well, that's, that's what they said, man. Be like, ah, oh, can't sleep no more, the beds are too soft. It's like, sleep on the floor, then you fucking idiot, go to bed,
0: yeah. So, there was that. That's just me being, you know, dicky, yeah, but uh. And my, my last thing was, did you like the dramatic pan out of, you know, just backing out of that whole scene, like, okay, there's the shit in the hallway, oh, there's people by the door, oh, there's yeah. cops, oh, there's, oh, there's all these spectators, oh, what's going on here, you know? Yeah. Just the dramatic music and the, you know, slow pan out. I, or did you like it?
1: Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed just those types of scenes, like, anything that kind of goes through, like, the aftermath, especially when it's something kind of, like, big and crazy like this, like. You know, pretty much a, a mass shooting. Um, uh, you know, you kind of go through and it's just like you, you kind of start to process. You have time to process like, well, now what? Yes. You know, he's he's sitting there seemingly, you know, he's dead on the You're pretty sure he's the dead. The couch. Yeah. Um, You know, so, yeah, we get to see like the cops looking at him. Iris is still just bawling her fucking eyes out in the corner. Poor girl. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just go head, see all like the dead bodies and everything. And it's just like, I felt like shit. And I was like, this is probably the right emotion to be feeling." Because I'm just like, this fucking likely, sucks.
0: Like, yeah. And they give you that little glimmer by being like, oh, he's alive. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> I was pissed that he was. I told. mourned
1: you, brother. I was pissed. I didn't mourn him. No, I, no, I, no. I felt like this was now justice. That that like his potential energy for, for doing bad actions had now been served. I was
0: just throwing a Thor quote in there. Oh. <laughs> It was a joke. I keep
1: messing these up today. That's I'm right. sorry.
0: Well, you didn't messed the other one up on the podcast. We were just talking before. so Well, now they, so they know because I've this. said it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Now they know you messed too up. Don't worry. Today. We can edit that out. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I thought it was super goofy the first time I watched that. I was like, well, okay. Dramatic music. Slowly panic Okay, great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the more I watch it, the more I like it because when he has that whole quote about loneliness has followed me everywhere all my life, in, in that whole thing and complain about being lonely, and then there's this moment where he doesn't necessarily do something good, or, the, or in his mind, I guess it's this, you know, this is the, the thing, this thing, is the yeah. grand, this is what it's all been leading to, this is all my life, this so is weird, here somewhere this to is go, yeah. You know, and even in that fucking moment, you know, he's still alone with a bunch of dead people in a room, and you pan out, and then here's all the people, you know, that you've supposedly wanted all this time, and they're all out here, Yeah. and you are in there, and so you're still alone, but look how close you came.
1: Yeah, and
0: now I think about it, it
1: is kind of a weird dichotomy that the, uh, I'm probably not using dichotomy in the right way, in the sense. But, um, like, the the, the main thing was going to be killing Palantine, which would have been very public. Everybody around to see it and witness that action. And then the action he actually takes is now in private
0: and people just see the aftermath. Yes. So. But it is, and it's still lonely. And I, I think, as you mentioned when we were talking about it, uh <laughs> like, Betsy shows back up. Yeah. And and you said she's kind (laughs) of... Go ahead. You said a lot of old So... Oh, God.
1: I said, yeah, so what the fuck is this ending? He goes into a coma. Betsy shows up ready to super smash Bros. melee his dick because she thinks he's some hero. There's no consequence in place. Bet you she invites him up to listen to that record. And then I wrote that she does not. That's on me. But I figured that would be a very cheese ending was to...
0: I think if he asked... He had the pass. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the, it was all expenses paid. This one's on me. <laughs> yeah, all expenses paid. Ticket to Pound Town. Bowl. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a little goofy. The whole Betsy thing, and I see why people would the the lore people would come and say like, "Oh, it's, this is the dream sequence." Dream yeah. Um. It is funny though that you know that you know the lack of loneliness is what he's always been. Uh okay, this is another half baked thing. Okay. <laughs> but it might be the best you might think it's full baked. Obviously not, because I just said it's half baked. Anyway. Don't worry, we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> if it sounds full baked, we'll edit out that it's half baked. Yeah. No, um the way it says the thing about you know, okay, so it's you know, it's what I this must be what I want. You know, 17 years and 10 years at night. You know, why don't I have my own cab? That's supposed to be what I want, to drive someone else's cab at night. Yeah. You know, and then Travis is talking about being lonely and complaining about it. And then this thing happens. Betsy comes back and is kind of down to fuck, it seems. And then he doesn't even pursue her. He's just like, okay, bye, Betsy. Get out of my fucking cab. So is he just doing what he, wa- is what he wanted all along was just to be lonely? Yeah. Did he want to just be alone the whole time? Maybe what the Wiz said actually reigns true. I and mean, It wasn't just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. Maybe. That he came up with off the top of his head. So the
1: problem is... So the, so, what, so the only reason he did any of this crazy stuff is because he was trying to take action on a want he didn't really have. And thought he was... Because if we go back to where it's like, you know, a person should be a person kind of thing. Or he was like, or, you know, people should... Act like people do, or whatever. He's like yeah. this. Like this is what a person would do. Like this is like I have to take action. <laughs> a person would sh- <laughs> presidential candidate. <laughs> candidate. A person would. Sh- Maybe we should edit that part out too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just like a person should be So <laughs> right, we have a thing we can add in some white noise there it's fine. That'd be funny <laughs> just the static <laughs> a person should <laughs> anyway um I don't even know where we are now that's pretty funny <laughs> but that that seems like a good good time to wrap it up we, we we could circle jerk all day but yeah. What the actual meaning is and such. So. But what's our lesson? Don't, don't kill, kill people. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Oh, what would you uh, what would you give it? I'm more in letter grades at this point. All right. So what's... you can use whatever you want. I'm just... I think it's easy because... I kept saying numbers, but I was like... See, the numbers still... Like, when something, when a movie I don't like, I rate a movie I don't necessarily like, but it wasn't necessarily terrible. So I'll say, like, 7. But, like, 7 is still 7 out of 10, if we're talking... Mm -hmm. That's 70%, that's a C. That's C C-minus, really. Right. So in that sense, you know, C is more what I wanted to say. But 7 out of 10... And a rating seems way higher. And so everything's just at this, you know, 7 threshold. Because in the grand scheme of things, you're really only rating things between a 5 and a
1: 10. Is that, has anything really come under a 5? Right. No, I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> so...
0: maybe if we ever watch something like, I don't know, Sharknado or something. <laughs> you know, but... Yeah, so I just... Ra- me personally, you can do whatever you want. That's what I keep telling everybody else. Like you can do whatever you want. Me personally, I'm going letter grades. I mean, we have to do the numbers thing for Bond because we started, yeah. so we just got to keep the continuity. But for this, I'm just uh, I like I like this a lot. So I'm done going. Like, what do I think in the grand scheme thing? Critic, a critical response and everything. I'm done Talk doing about that you. whole bullshit. So for me, this is a B. I enjoy watching it. And it is a bit of a, a think piece in ways. And, and so I, I like it, and I'm calling it a B. Okay. Right. Yep, I'm with you there. See, the problem is, like, I, I pretty directly translate. So, like,
1: in, in my head, I'm thinking, like, a seven and a half, And I feel like that puts me around a B or two. So it, yeah. it's, it's something I'd, I really would like to kind of give this a while and, and watch through it again. Yeah, uh, just kind of like another full thing, and kind of see how I feel after that, and, and write another five-minute of...
0: podcast, just like Taxi Driver Revisited. Yeah, just a quick, like, you know, like oh, I think I had some goofy thoughts, but here's my thing now.
1: Yeah, that would be a bad idea, because um, I, I really would like to go through it again and kind of see if my opinion changes on any of this stuff. Now that I have, I know what the end is going to be from the beginning, so I can kind of look at it with a a bit of a different scope, but. Um... I didn't really like the movie. I'm, I'm glad that I only had to watch it once to like it and that I wasn't like you and, you know, maybe wasn't, you know, too, too critical or overthinking it at the time. Yeah. But uh, maybe that's the plan now is I just have to overanalyze every movie on the first watch so I can <laughs> get my money's worth.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, whenever we cover one, I have to watch it at least twice because I feel like, 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 I didn't notice, you know, the dude she worked with, like, peeking around the pole first, second, or uh, third time I watched it. You know, I was watching it this most recent time where I noticed he's going, oh, what's going on over there? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like you just, you just pick up more. So I try to watch everything at least twice. And in theory, everything we cover, I've watched before. So I'm hopefully on maybe a third, fourth, or, you know, in the case of, you know, when we did like, Goodfellas and Pulp Fiction things like that. Yeah. You know, we're talking about I don't know, 40, 50... <laughs> you
1: know, many much times. Many, 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 many times, yeah. you know.
0: So, I don't know. Some of the older movies, too, would be cool to... like Or, or our, our older podcasts do a would revisit. be cool to do like a... And it's just short because yeah. you don't want to redo the whole thing. You know, but like a Pulp Fiction Revisited, you know? No, because I I feel like we've also progressed in, I mean, hopefully, hopefully the listeners feel this way too, but I I feel like we've progressed in, you know, the the quality of actual podcast being produced. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds like a good spot to wrap it up, what do you think? Yep, let's Uh, do it. Okay, Uh, we're on the YouTubes. Maybe you're watching it. Um, But uh, just our Content Crisis YouTube channel. Uh, We're on the Twitter, at Crisis one We're ContentCrisisHotlineYahoo.com. And uh, we're on the Spotify, the Apple Podcasts. It should be just wherever you get your podcasts. So thanks for listening, subscribe, and stuff like that. And, uh... Oh... What I like to do is say what the next podcast is. Oh. I've been trying to do that. in next time for Star Wars episode 7. All right. Uh goodbye.